Welcome again, everyone, to the Two Toms Talk and Travel podcast. We are the official travel experts here in Podcast Town. And if you don't believe us, just ask the mayor. Ready to get down to business and talk some travel, Tom? And let's do it. Okay, everybody, we are back. Welcome to episode five. Five. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're progressing in our podcast uh, careers for sure. So yeah, the last one was fantastic. I think that with Kevin on location there in Cancun, I think that was our best one yet. I'm pretty happy about the podcast town here that we broadcast from. It's a great setup. It's a great, comfortable environment that we work from. But no offense, the tequila is not within arm's distance. The sun and the beach. And I think it does help when you have a few cocktails prior to the podcast. I know it helps if you have a few cocktails listening to us before you, you know. It loosens things up a little bit. So it is so good to be back with you. It's been a little bit. Should we tell everybody? Should we let them know? Sure. All right. Based on the high demand and all the major interest in Two Times Talking, we just ponied up for another few months of episodes. We two did. Times Talking. We, we uh, are keeping the dream alive. We are keeping the dream alive. Oh my so gosh. for all well, 14 of you people that have been supporting us, we really, really appreciate it. The GoFundMe account will start next week. Yeah, it has been a popular demand. I mean, when we threw it out there to say, hey, should we keep it going? Should we stop it? Can you really take any more of this unequivocally people said you got to keep going yes so we we need to be the voice we're here for the duration so hopefully again to remind all our listeners to remind all those listeners hey you want the true facts you want to know about travel you want to know what's going on we are here to you the traveler to let you know what is current what's happening what to expect yep absolutely and the two times you know we, we try to keep it real we try not to bring you a bunch of fluff and try to sell you a bunch of travel products we want you to hear a real deal we want you to kind of get some insight, some information, maybe a little fun. We want to add some enjoyment to you, Dave, if you can't. So yeah, we're keeping it going. We're keeping it going. That's awesome. So I welcome you back. You've been on my mind a lot. Thank you. The last couple of weeks, I know it's been a tough go down in Kenosha and we were all pulling for you guys and thinking about you a lot. So I just want to say, appreciate welcome. It's good to kind of get back. Yeah. A little normalcy would be huge. Last 10 days have been pretty tough. So a lot of um, sadness and Yeah, just darkness in Kenosha last 10 days with a sad shooting and just turmoil, unrest, riotings, and a lot of things like that. So I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. Sadly, it was like the last nine days before today has been like Groundhog Day. You wake up, it's just kind of over and over. You don't really... You don't really know what to expect. And uh, well, then I guess it wouldn't be like Groundhog Day. Let me me rephrase that. It's like every day I woke up for the last nine days, the one thing that was consistent is I never knew what the day had for me. So... Yeah, Kenosha has been in the news lately, and uh, our office was right in the heart of everything. Our, I worked in a boarded-up building for the last ten days, so thank God, right now, peace is back. And yeah, absolutely, we appreciate. It. I, you know, anybody out there that's from Kenosha listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Tough to put into words, but uh, we appreciate all love and support. And Kenosha strong. We'll be, yeah, we'll be good. It. We'll be back. Yep, thank you for abso- thinking of us. Absolutely. So. In terms of what's happening out there on the travel landscape, there's a lot cooking. There's a lot going you know, on. I feel like I've been missing it for the last weeks. You want to let yeah, me know? I, I might take my, I might shut the microphone off and just let you tell well, me what's you going know, on. We've talked about it in past episodes and, you know, we're kind of slowly coming out of the COVID Cancun, as we call it in the travel business. But there's been some really good developments that are happening, you know, the reemergence of travel and kind of getting back to some sense of normalcy from that standpoint. So a couple of big developments we want to talk about. Number one is... And this has been one of my biggest pet peeves and something I've truly always hated as it affects travel. And that is airline change fees. 
If you wanted to change your trip, you know, you want to go a little bit earlier, you want to leave a little bit later, and you have some minor adjustments or even a major one to your flight plans, the airlines dinged you for 200 bucks a person to change your flights. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And that, you know, it's funny though about that is that those fees and those penalties have been in place for so long. They've been so, I mean, going back to the 80s, there was penalties and change fees and things like that. And it just, when they came out with baggage fees and seat fees in the last five to seven, five to 10 years now, it just felt like they're pounding on you. Like yeah, you said, just taking advantage. I mean, yeah. you had the perfect example when we were at breakfast this morning. What was your example about the change fee for 200 bucks? If you buy a pair of pants or... Oh, yeah. If it's like, hey, if you go to exchange a pair of pants at department store or whatever, they say, yeah, we'll exchange it, but it's 10 bucks. So my position has always been, hey, you know what? Make your money on the value of the product that you sell. Don't try to nickel and dime people after the fact for some minor variation. So the change fees are gone. The major change fee, but I do want to, depending on all the majors are pretty much following following the rules. But please understand that basic economy or the most restricted, least expensive fare in airlines, those are still non-refundable tickets. Yes. So those fees, just because you buy the least expensive does not mean that those fees are waived. Once you go, and it's normally like a $60 to $70 difference between the least expensive, uh, I know for United, it's called basic economy, and then the next fare up. I mean, it's, so when you're buying an airline ticket and the airlines, if you buy your airline tickets directly on the airline website, they always say, please note or acknowledge that the fare you are buying is non-refundable. And for an additional 70 to 100, depending on the route, for an additional 70 to $100, you can get a changeable ticket where you will not have a $200 penalty. So be very careful when you select that. Yeah, definitely. That's something you want to talk to your travel agent about because they're going to know those rules of restriction. So that's super important. But the key thing is, as we come back to travel, what the key thing is for consumers is you have some more flexibility. And flexibility is very important. Things are uncertain. You're not quite sure. You might have to change. You might need to change. Something might happen that would require you to change. And those airline change fees are definitely being looked at in a more friendly mode than they have been for quite some time. Yeah, and I mean, and again, a reminder that there's airlines out there still like Delta and Southwest who are still holding to a 60% occupancy on their airplanes, I believe through like January 6th. So a few more months of travel, they guarantee that no more than 60% of the plane will be full. So that allows a middle seat in between everybody. We know United and American have gone back a month or so ago to fill full capacity. The flight I took to Mexico was sold out, so the plane was completely full. I will tell you, I wasn't worried about it. Kept my mask on the whole time. The experience was a piece of cake. We talked about that when we were down in Mexico, but that is really, it's a decision you as a consumer need to make. Are you comfortable traveling on a plane that's full, or you want to fly in an airline such as Southwest or Delta that's going to keep it a little bit less full for you? Yeah, definitely. And then the next big thing, this is a big one too, the CDC who... it appears as kind of a major part of our lives these days. Oh, they like, they uh, run the travel world. Uh, uh, CDC and, is now officially yeah, the and travel also, industry. Like, before we knew we, they were there doing something. Yeah. But now it's like the whole world kind of revolves around that. So one of the things that they did is they removed the 14-day quarantine recommendation for... Can you say that one more time, they please? They removed the 14-day quarantine recommendation for people returning from trips. And that's a major deal because, again, adds an obstacle. A lot of employers and people are asking their employees to quarantine for 14 days. Well, that kind of puts a damper on the old trip plans. Right. There's a certain group of individuals that can do that. They can come home and work from home for 14 days and they have no problem. It's interesting to me that how fluid that rule originally was. We've had clients that had chose to travel. 
They were going to work from home for the 14-day quarantine afterwards. Five days into it, the corporation that they worked for made a decision and said, you know what? We need you back into office. Forget the next nine days. So it's fluid, but yet so many people out there are taking it as gospel. Okay. Yeah. This is the way it has to be. And, sure. and the calls we get are basically everybody's state, you know, that, well, I don't, I got to wait till the CDC drops the 14 day recommendation. Okay. That's one thing that's just happened. But then you need to have corporations that are embracing that as policy. They now need to drop it. And once that drops within corporations, I think that engine's going to start moving a little bit forward of people traveling. Yeah. And it's important because we're kind of coming up as we get into the fall. Normally this time of year, a lot of families are planning spring break travel. Once the kids go back to school, that's usually the point at which people start thinking about spring break and they want to get something on the books for a family, lots of groups book, the winter travel booking season's coming up. So it's super important that. It's a great segue. I mean, we were just talking about the cancellation and change penalties. The clients that we normally have that will be booking spring break travel or high school or family travel, they don't know what to do right now because some schools are virtual, some schools are not virtual, some schools don't know what they're going to do. So there's so much confusion in there right now that people are afraid to book and lock in on something. Well, there's tour companies and airlines are combining to kind of embrace this change fee waiver. So it makes sense now if you have an idea when you're going, get it booked, get it locked in, knowing that the ability to change the dates and change even destinations has just gotten a lot more simpler, a lot more easy to do. But I feel bad for consumers because they don't know what to do. Yeah, no doubt. And having a little bit more certainty and some more flexibility there, I think will definitely help. So so we're very happy about that. We're so very happy. And, and I just, the last thing I throw out there is anybody that's thinking about booking your spring break travel, you're not going to get a definitive answer in the next two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. It's all still going to be very fluid for a while. I highly suggest if you're a family that has been pent up and missed this year's spring break and you know you're going on one next year, get a hold of your agent now. Get a hold of your agent, start working with them. The pricing you're seeing between now and the end of the year is very good, very aggressive. But what you're going to see in 2021 as we get closer is those numbers are going to go up. Yeah, I agree. So that's a positive. And then one more thing too, you know, one of our favorite destinations, the Dominican Republic and Punta Cana, great, great destination for beaches and lots of great resorts out there. They are changing some of their travel entry requirements, eliminating the COVID testing and making it easier for folks to travel there. And in fact, we have a group of kind of friends and colleagues that are there right now. So I've seen them posting and they're actually at the Hyatt Ziva's Lara out there. And I think that's a positive development too, that Mexico has really done extraordinarily well. You know, Mexico had travelers going there now for a couple of months and things are going very well. They've managed it extremely well. The resorts and the, the people in Mexico take it extremely seriously. And DR is emulating that. What I'd like to, and I don't mean to interrupt you on the Mexico no problem, thing, and no just problem. you brought a topic up that's very interesting, is that for this window from basically mid-August to mid-November, we have a lot of people traveling to Mexico. And we have now have had about three weeks of people getting back from their trip. So we got that experience under our belt, knowing what they're going through. And... It's great because the customs immigration lines are very low. The planes are not necessarily all full. The hotels are at 30% occupancy. So, and it's safe. It's safe. Right now, it's a great time to go down there. The one thing I want to warn people about in Mexico, which I know is going to roll over in the Dominican Republic, is the timeshare situation right now. The timeshare situation in these destinations, which is very aggressive to begin with on a normal day, is now even more dire. So the timeshare people are absolutely 
more in your face. They're more aggressive. This is probably the only real down thing that I can say about traveling to Mexico right now is that the timeshare people are getting a little bit more creative from when you get to the airport. And when we got into Mexico, we were coming through the airport. You don't talk to anybody till you get outside. That's where you know you're trained. When the sun hits you, that's when you know you can talk to somebody. On my way from customs to outside, I was approached by two people that tried to grab my suitcase and just say, hey, I'm you're required to come here for your transfers. And I'm like, no. And they, they're like, yes. And I'm like, no. So it holds true. Do not, even if they tell you that you need to go talk to them, you do not talk to anybody in the airport. Your transfers, if you booked with a travel agent or a tour operator, your transfers are going to be outside. And then the only other comment I would say about that is when you're at the resort, some resorts are worse than others. But at the resort, if they tell you that you can't make dinner reservations or you can't make a spa reservation until you do the timeshare or until you do the pitch, tell them they're wrong. Okay, that's the best advice. We've had some situations like that where the concierge is calling up the desk or calling up the room saying, you know, you need to come down for this, this, otherwise you can't get your dining reservations. Hang up, go to the front desk, and there is no way that they can impede your experience at the hotel. So I don't want to make it sound like it's a terrible thing because in the spectrum or the grand picture of everything, it's not. But hey, you listen to two Tom's talk yeah, exactly. for a reason, and this is the insight. That's very good advice. And we always give our clients advice about timeshares because They're very good salespeople. They can be aggressive. They can be tenacious. But I can tell you what, there is more than a few people that come home after getting the flowery timeshare presentation that look at their loved one and say, honey, what the hell did we just do? Right, 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 right. I call that timeshare remorse. Yeah. Right. Because you are locked in. You're paying annual fees. There's a lot that goes with it. And you know, when you're down there in the spirit of the moment and you're talking to that great sales guy who's promising the, best the word. sales guy. They are they fantastic. Are, no, they are awesome. Yeah, I give them credit, but hey, you know what? Great advice, Tom. I will also I will tell you there's a reason that every third attorney commercial you see on TV is to get you out of your timeshare contract. Yes, there's exactly. a need for it. And you're right though. And uh, by the same token too, just for all of you, just know that they're not going to relentlessly torment you. You're going to be able to enjoy your vacation. What I always do is give them a very firm, no, not interested, not happening. And well, I know what the try secret to move is. on. Well, I know the secret. I'll tell everybody, here's what your secret is. Oh, when I, you're oh I know what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. I know. Oh, I'm a travel agent. Exactly. And they want you to say, I'm a travel yeah. agent. That's all you got to say. And then they look at you and are like, oh, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> and then they leave <laughs> yeah. you alone. Well, they know not to mess with travel agents because obviously travel agents take that very personally, very seriously when people mess with their clients. And so that I knew before you said that what you're going to say, because I've encountered uh, the timeshare folks as well. And as soon as I tell them I'm a travel agent, they walk away quickly and you never hear from them again. So correct. Correct. So awesome advice. Yep. So yeah, so those are some of the big things that are happening. So excitement. It is. Positive. Yeah. I mean, positive, exciting stuff going on around here. I mean. Like we said, episode number five is happening as we speak. Episode number five. We got some great plans for episode now through 73, I think. I think 74 is where we're kind of having a tough time. I'm going to be retired by then. (laughs) Well, you are the hardest working man I am. I'm like the James Brown of the travel industry. You are the James Brown. And you should see him dance, ladies and gentlemen. Those feet are moving constantly. So, yeah. So, we got more coming up. But today, I mean, who are we looking? What do we got in the future? What do you anybody? We got some. Well, we got, of course, John Diorio today from uh, Virgin. Looking forward to John. He's awesome. We talked this morning. we got a great lineup of guests we want to have join us. So we're going to have uh, Ash Tembi from uh, AIC Resorts. AIC. If you don't What's know, AIC? It's AIC, another acronym. What is AIC it? AIC is the resort um, side. For example, Hard Rock Resorts, 
You might be familiar with like Hard Rock Hotels in Florida. Not the same thing. Hard Rock Casinos? Yeah, not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. Okay. Hard Rock Restaurants? Not the same, not thing, the same thing, but all-inclusive resorts in Cancun, Punta Cana, uh, Cabo. That's the same thing. So he's awesome. We love him. He'll be, yeah, be a good education for everybody. He'll be a great guest. And they have other, they have Unico and they have some other brands that we'll talk about with him too. But, but yeah, we're going to take you around about, the world. Yes. Showing some diversification to yeah. like today we did with John, a little cruise action going on. I'd like to say that we're going to get Nancy Bauman from Globus yep. Tours on here. And Globus is, speaking of around the world, Globus is with the, the industry's top and one of the oldest, I believe, tour operators. So we yep. can talk a little bit about Europe and Asia and South America and what's going on in the world outside of our the Americas here because I feel I'm like missing it. I've been missing it since the Europeans shut us down and turned us away. And Right. Got to get back to that. I'm a, I get to Europe a couple times a year and it's just been pretty tough to sit where we're at right oh, now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All those experiences that were waiting to happen and a lot of people are, you know, kind of hanging in there. You know, a good example is another show that we have planned coming up is Hawaii. Hello, you know, getting wow. our Robin Basso from Hawaii um, Tourism to come join us and talk about what's happening in Hawaii. You know, they've continued to push back. I hope she shows up energetic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think we have to worry about that, right? So she definitely brings it and she definitely has the aloha attitude and we're looking forward to having her on and, and getting back to Hawaii, right? They've been very cautious. Very cautious. They continue to push things back, but eventually that's going to change and we're going to be happy to welcome Robin to talk about that. So yeah, awesome. so those are some of the big things Just, yeah. coming down the road. So put it on your calendar. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, anybody needs, if there's any topics or anything, anybody wants to hear from us or that we've missed or mistaken, I mean, please, please, please reach out to us, Tom at LamakiaTravel.com. Or Tom at SensationalBeachVacations.com. Because we'd love to hear from you, get your feedback. If you think the show sucks, let us know. Yes. Yeah, just go on Yelp and give us a bad review. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Are we on Yelp? I don't think we are. They can even find us if they wanted to. There you go. Well, <laughs> hey, I just lose my email address. Lose my email address. I'm excited today, Tom, about our guest speaker on who's flying this plane today. You've yeah. got the most anticipated, I use that word, I think comes up a lot when you talk about Virgin, but John Diorio, Virgin Voyages. That's huge. Who is flying this plane? Okay, everybody. Today we have a fantastic guest with us is John Diorio, the vice president of sales from Virgin Voyages. If you don't know out there, Virgin Voyages is really a very new, awesome, up and coming cruise line product that's out there coming to you later this year. So we are welcoming John. Want to get with John and talk about, hey, what's some of the great things happening at Virgin and what do the folks out there need to know? We've been very excited and anticipating John's uh, appearance on our show today. But when you talk about anticipation, there is no product in the travel industry that has been anticipated longer or with more energy <laughs> than Virgin Voyages, John. So it seems like we've been on this uh, road together for a couple of years now, getting excited for it the has. Virgin Voyages launch. And I think we're getting a little closer. The ship's ready, right? The ship is ready. I mean, we've been on this journey as a company probably for about six and a half years, if you can imagine that. And we like to make sure people know we're coming. And we did a lot of great things to get everyone excited about the experience and the product. Unfortunately, we've paused that, but we have a beautiful first ship. She's sitting in Italy right now waiting, but we're ready to go once we can start sailing. Right now, one got ship that. in the country and one ship being made again. Yeah. Huh? And when you say she, we're talking about the Scarlet Lady, right? Yeah. 
So Scarlet Lady is our first lady ship, and she's going to be based out of Miami doing four and five night sailings year round. And like I said, right now we have her in Italy, just waiting to bring her back to Miami, but we're building four ships. And uh, our second ship, Valiant Lady, will set sail next summer. She'll be based out of Barcelona doing three different seven-night itineraries throughout the Mediterranean. That's the ones I need to get you guys on as well. Oh, well, we're anticipating, there is that word again, to get on the, the Scarlet Lady right off the bat. I mean, <laughs> it's funny, in, our, in the travel industry right now, everybody's taken the, we're getting punched left and right from COVID and the CDC and different things like that. But you guys have had multiple setbacks and, and it's great that you've been able to handle it as well as you have. I mean, not only start promoting your cruise line a year before it's even available, that was a really bold marketing move. And then getting everybody on board, no pun intended, to get ready to sell it. And then we have the COVID, but in between the COVID and the launch, you guys also had to deal with a little bit of the Cuba issue, which I think, again, no pun intended, took a little bit of wind out of your sails. Talk a little bit about what happened with the Cuba situation, because to me, as a travel agent, I was so excited to be promoting that specific itinerary in that cruise. Yeah. So if you think about the journey we've taken with the experience and the destinations we wanted, Cuba was the first destination we launched and said, this is where Virgin Voyages will be going on all of its itineraries. And unfortunately, probably what, April, May of last year, we got the notice that this is coming down in a couple of weeks. You better come up with an alternative. So it was for sure our most popular itinerary. Thankfully, we pivoted really quickly and we've made some shifts to our itineraries, uh, what, last May, last June. So we're hoping we can go back to Cuba at some point. But I think right now we've got some beautiful itineraries ready to go. We're doing a four-night Key West. We've got three different five-night itineraries to Costa Maya, Mexico, Cozumel, and Puerto Plata in the Dominican Republic. Beautiful. And awesome. I didn't want to be the Debbie Downer by bringing the Cuba thing up, but the reason I did yeah. bring it up okay. is that I had spent so much energy and our team did about promoting the Cuba that when it was canceled or you did have to adjust your itineraries, it made me, I will say, it made me take a step back and look a little bit deeper at those itineraries, the Puerto Plata, the Bimini Beach Club, and the Key West. And it wasn't just stopping and docking in these places. I mean... I'm now very, very excited about all those destinations. And many of them I've been to before, but I really haven't been to them under the Virgin experience. So (laughs) let's leave that alone. But (laughs) I'm really excited about the destinations and the experiences you guys are putting together for the cruisers. So I think it's just so unique and so cool. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm looking forward to experiencing it. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit, John. I think the cool thing, you know, number one is that folks out there need to know is that when you go on a Virgin voyage, one thing that you will not find on the ship are any children. What? No kids. No. It's a baby making cruise. (laughs) So we love our kids. No disrespect intended. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you just need some me time. You need some couple time. You need a chance to get out and have some adult experiences. And that starts when you get on a Virgin Voyages. You won't see any kids, will you? That's true. That's very true. I think when you look at the number one reason why our sailors, which is our affectionately our word for our customers, why they're booking us is because there are no children on board the ship. 
it's tough, but I think those with children need a break. And those that just love being on a cruise as well want that experience of having an adult only. So everything we've done from day one, the design of the ship and the type of restaurants and entertainment were really all inspired on what we wanted to do as, as adults, not having to worry about how do we accommodate children and, and activities and such for them. So exactly, we like to say you can bring your inner child with you, but you got to <laughs> leave your children at home. So that's probably the best way of describing it. One of the things that sticks out to me the most about the cruise is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with the commitment to dining that you guys have made and the unique restaurants that are set up, one of the things that I always felt was missing from a cruise was, I shouldn't say missing, but just different was when I go out to a restaurant or a nice dinner, I like to go to the bar, sit at the bar in the restaurant I'm sitting at and kind of get you know immersed in the, the feel and the groove of everything happening and then go to my seat and sit down and enjoy the dining experience. Well, on a cruise, it's always go to the main lobby bar, walk over to the restaurant, be seated right away. From what I understand with uh, the dining experience, you bring in a complete feel of the restaurants that you've selected or have created, but you have a bar in many of these restaurants as well where you can go sit and relax before and really have a true, authentic experience with the dining, right? Yeah, I think the greatest way of thinking about this, we really tried to bring together great land experiences with just the love and the romance of the open sea, right? So when it came to dining, the first thing we decided is we didn't want buffets on our ship. That wasn't the experience. You guys we are way ahead of COVID, the John. Way ahead of COVID. Way to be, right. guys. Well, and it turns out it's an important health and safety measure mm-hmm. as we kind of move forward. But we have 20 plus different eateries on board the ship. And it's, they're really, if you think about them, they're very intimate, right? Our largest restaurant might hold about 210 sailors. Everything is made fresh to order, and it's all included in your voyage fare. But to your point, Tom, about the restaurants, our six main restaurants all have a bar inside them. So that's to the point where you can come in, you might have a reservation. If you don't, no big deal. We may say it's about a 15, 20-minute wait. Go sit at the bar, have a drink. Table seat opens up, eat dinner at the bar. We don't really care. It's really to bring that kind of that experience that you want to have in dining. It's all on the cart for you. Is it wrong that I'm so excited about the bars in the main restaurant? No, I mean, seriously, because Monica and I, when we travel, we're like, you know what? We'll sit at the bar. We'll normally have a dinner. Many places we'll sit and have dinner at the bar just because we're a little bit more social and We've been married 29, 30 years. We've been together 34 years and sitting at a romantic table for just the two of us is great and all, but we could use a little entertainment and activity and socialization at the bar. No (laughs) doubt. Hey, John, one thing too, you know, as far as for those uh, folks out there listening, like, like who would you save the Virgin Voyage experiences for from a customer perspective? Sure. New ships, kind of a new style, new vibe, you know, kind of hip and trendy, but. And the entertainment factor on your ship is very different as well. So. Who would you say out there should be looking at a Virgin Voyages cruise? So obviously we're adult only. So we obviously want the adults coming, but that's an easy thing for us to do. When you look at who's who's booking with us today and who wants that experience, it's really those that are that have that zest for life. They're kind of young at heart. Age really doesn't matter to us. We are seeing those right now who have cruised before coming on board first and wanting to have that experience because they understand the cruise product. But we're seeing a lot of interest of those that may not have considered cruising in the past for whatever reason, 
And I was seeing that the experience that we're creating from the adult-only experience to how we're doing dining, it's making a lot of people come and ask us these lot of questions like, maybe we should consider cruising for the first time. And this is the type of product I think that really caters well to that first-time cruiser. But you know, we're seeing a wide range of, of people come on board and say, well, you come be happy, have that zest for life. You've got those moments. You can be very social which is where Tom will be. Yeah, but yes. you also have those moments as well where you can, you can have those intimate moments with your partner and just have those, just kind of relax. It's really, go at your own pace. It's probably the best way of describing yeah. it. I love the zest for life. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, yeah, absolutely. I think that- Your I, marketing campaign, and I mean, for our listeners out there, I mean, if you're not familiar with Virgin Voyages, you just check out the website. You guys got a Facebook page. You're going to see- the marketing, the message, and the branding is very different than anything out there right now with cruise lines. And it's awesome. And I think once you take a look at the images, that's the one sad thing about a podcast, since we're not real big on uh, live feeds or the video in here, we can't show you how super cool the message yeah, and branding is. Very and, good. And, and having been able to experience parts of the entertainment, some of the dining that you guys have teased us with, even the virtual goggles that we got to see the ship uh, through. And you know what? It's creating a big expectation, John. And I'm confident that with Virgin yeah. Voyages, you guys are going to live up to that. One other question for you here as well is your owner, Mr. Branson. What is your yeah. Richard Branson experience? Have you had a sighting, a scene? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I can't say I've met him in person just yet. I was with him, what was it, last February when we actually went live and started taking bookings back in uh, February of uh, Valentine's Day of 2019. So obviously got to see him there. And if you followed Richard Branson and the Virgin brand, I mean, they've been around for 50 years. And really, when they come into an industry, they look to kind of create this change and changing business for good. And if you've experienced Virgin Atlantic or if you've experienced Virgin America when they were still around a few years ago, you got on and you had that experience. You're like, oh, this is really different. And we're, we're bringing that same kind of secret sauce to, to sailing. And that's what we've kind of used as the base to create the experience on Virgin Voyage. Even if you go to a Virgin hotel in Chicago or San Francisco, Dallas, and now Nashville, it's not the typical experience you would see in a hotel. It's got that boutique feel. And we're taking really that boutique feel, that boutique hotel side of things and bringing it to the sea. That's really kind of the inspiration when you set sail with us. Yeah, no, definitely. We can see that. And well, we just wanted to know because your experience had been, and also as importantly, like when do the two Toms get to have a beer with them? Yeah. Can you hook that up? Yeah. Because that's what we're going for. Yeah. I mean, obviously a great visionary nope. in, in the industry and, and silence crickets yeah. there after that no, question, there'll right? Be no, no, there'll be no beer with the two times. Sorry. No. Tea? Can we do tea? Tea sounds more there doable. Well, I mean, we can do high tea. What's in the teacup. That's up to you guys. It's true. Hey, and you know, from your standpoint, you know, having a guy like that at the helm that brings that kind of vision and creativity to, to things that he does. I mean, that's just awesome. And to, you know, to be associated with that is very cool. Yeah, yeah. you said in the marketing, they definitely, and it's with all the Virgin companies, we just we put a real different kind of uh, approach to marketing. And, and I think with all the Virgin companies, especially us, we're a little cheeky, we're playful, we like to have fun. And I think that comes across. Did you the say cheeky? cheeky? That's an English oh word. Oh my I think gosh, I was just going to say that is now being <laughs> yeah. imposed upon you words like cheeky. Are you going to yeah. have biscuits sooner? <laughs> 
fish and chips or what? What else you got? Yeah, I might and for breakfast. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Bangers it's early and mash. For me out here. Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, John, <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want to leave us with before we let you go? Well, yeah, I would say I think just it's important when you look at considering Virgin Voyages that when you think of what we include in the voyage fare, that isn't typically in others when you kind of consider cruising. So I mentioned before that all the food is included. You're not charged extra to go to the steakhouse or the Italian restaurant. That's big. Mm -hmm. It's important to realize that we include all your tips and gratuities. We think at Virgin that Wi-Fi is a basic human right. So everybody gets free (laughs) Wi-Fi. Yes, it is. Oh my God. (laughs) We don't have that car payment sticker shock at the end of your voyage. Mm -hmm. All the group fitness classes are included. Wellness is a really big part of the experience on board. Oh, fantastic. I can see it in the future. We have a couple boxing rings on deck. I can see maybe the two Toms going in there. Oh my God, that'd be great, man. That'd be a showdown. I think we we can do that, right? Yeah. Uh, Just... Uh, you know what? If there's money in it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no doubt. Always got to eat, man. You well, got if there's money in it. Fantastic. So, hey, for our listeners out there, if you're interested in a Virgin Voyage or seeing the two Toms, we highly recommend the two Toms. <laughs> that you consult with your local travel agent. That's the place to start. If you want to start with either one of the two Toms, that we're fine with that. But your local travel agent can definitely help you with your Virgin Voyages booking, learning more about their product, their itineraries, and so forth. So we highly recommend that is where you start your Virgin Voyages journey. That's right, John. I can't wait for my encounter with the Scarlet Lady. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful and magical and all the things that I've been hoping it would be. And we thank you so much for joining us and yes. spending a little time with the You're two welcome. Toms and, yeah. My and throwing down the gauntlet for us to get in the boxing ring. That yep. is officially Absolutely. the first time. I think the challenge is out there. That's all right. right. <laughs> thank you, John. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, John, that was fantastic. He did an awesome job, didn't he? I'm so jacked. Yeah. I'm so fired yeah, up for my was, cruise. Yeah, me too. I've just, whenever he talks about it and I, you know, I see, look at their website and I see some of the promotional stuff they send to us as agents, it really does build such a great expectation. And I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, as I think we talked about, I'm scheduled to go on to December. And we didn't even really get into talking about, I mean, a limited time and John was great. We covered a lot of ground there, but we didn't even get a chance to talk about the entertainment, how cutting yeah. edge, how raw and urban and authentic that their entertainment is. It's not necessarily Chicago or a Broadway show. I mean, there's entertainment venues set up throughout the ship that's very unique. So yeah, I'm just so, so excited for it. And it's, they've had a tough run of things. And yeah, I mean, it's no a doubt. tough time. You, you feel for them. I mean, all the time and energy and money that's been put into that product. They've done it so right in terms of how they're building the brand. And you know what? I, I My sense is that a lot of times marketing and branding and stuff like that. There's a lot of fluff in there. You know, there's a lot of an optimistic sense to that. We have the brightest spotlights on our stage. But I got a feeling that they're going to deliver. I really do. I like that he actually, and we may have even cut him off, but I like that he actually was already talking about the second ship as if yeah. the Scarlet Lady had already been sailing. He's already talking about the second ship. And I feel bad we kind of didn't get to go down that path a little bit more because think about that. A Virgin Voyages ship that is based in Europe, in the Mediterranean. Yeah. That's a perfect combination. I'm excited. No, absolutely. Well, yeah, I think that was great. It was awesome having him. So yeah, so this was uh, episode five. It was a good one. It was what I needed. It was what I needed. Yes, absolutely. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm so we, glad that we got to get back to this. Yeah, my as we as we kind of wrap up the show, it was great kind of getting back into feel of things and travels in my blood and 
I'm just motivated and excited, not only coming out of what Kenosha's just experiences we talked about, but the travel industry as well. Coming out of COVID, I, I see the light finally. And I've been one of the people that have always said for a while, hey, we're not going to see it till September. It's just going to stay kind of stagnant for a while. But I'm now excited and motivated. I'm motivated to let our listeners know what's going on in the world again. And from my experiences in the last week, travel truly, truly gives you a greater appreciation for people. And seeing the ugliness that I've seen in the last week, more people need to be exposed to other cultures and other people and other thoughts. But I am going to leave my personal thoughts with uh, the beauty that I've seen from the Kenosha community and the people that have come in to help us is truly amazing. It does your heart good. And I like to think that all of those people are that way because they've traveled, they've opened their hearts, they've opened their minds. And that's what travel is all about. Yeah, and I know even in the past episodes before all this, you really expressed that. The fact that travel really does expose you to different cultures, to different people, and open your mind to diversity and opportunities. So thank you so much for that, for your perspective on things. And I'm glad we're back. Looking forward to the upcoming episodes. The next 74. Because two times talking travel is going to continue to bring it. Hope all of our listeners are happy about that. And with that, we will sign off for episode five. Thank you so much. Thanks to John DiOrio from Virgin Voyages again for being with us. And to my partner, Mr. Tom Carnes, La Machia Travel. My partner. Have a great one. Tom Russo, Sensational Vacations. Peace out, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.